Hello once again. This is the Business of Open Source track, and it's my pleasure to introduce David Bittner from Development Seed. Thank you, and I'm lucky to have the talk that is right before everybody's going to be streaming in, uh, grabbing lunch. So hopefully we can uh, get through this without too much clattering going on. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about a project of ours, TPG, uh, which is an OGC features service uh, that allows you to serve, or an OGC API service, which allows you to serve OGC features and OGC tiles uh, directly from uh, Postgres and PostGIS database. And where is the clicker? So OGC API is basically the next version of WFS for those of us who've been around for a while. Um, but rather than all the ugliness and XML and everything involved with uh, WFS, uh, we can use vector tiles for the tiles display and GeoJSON and JSON sort of for all of our interaction. Uh, TPG supports all of OGC features part one, sort of the core uh, features. We do not support uh, CRS by reference, so everything that you're getting out of uh, TPG is in uh, geographic coordinates, 4326. Uh, we do allow, have full filtering using CQL2, the common query language uh, specification, uh, which is very SQL-like or SQL-like, uh, and OGC tiles specification, uh, which allows us to have uh, XYZ vector tiles. The core and the heart of TPG is really just leveraging the power of Postgres and PostGIS. And we want to make it so that you have your data in Postgres and PostGIS, and you just want to make it available in services. TPG tries to allow, make you do that, allow you to do that without having to do anything else. There's no config, you don't need to configure your layers or anything. Uh, the point of TPG is just the data, you have your data in the database already, you want to display it. Uh, in doing this, um, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I don't know if uh, Martin or Paul are in here from Crunchy, but uh, really, what TPG does is very similar to something that they had done um, with PG FeatureServe and PG TileServe, uh, and before them um, in Rust, there's an implementation called Martin. Um, but there's not that much duplication because all of the real core hard stuff has already been done uh, in PostGIS. So there's different wrappers with some of these different projects that allow the use for kind of different scenarios. And for us at Development Seed, that big scenario was really, we want to, we work with Fast API and we do a lot of Python projects where we're creating services that we want to plug in different components. So TPG is built in Python and is really leveraging the Fast API framework. Um, and the Fast API framework really allows uh, just there's many tools that are built off of it, so when we're building services, we don't have to worry about a lot of that service stuff. Um, we also try not to 
reinvent the wheel too much, and we use a lot of standard libraries. So Pydantic, which allows us to do a lot of uh, sort of input validation. PyGeoFilter, um, we didn't want to have our own implementations to deal with the you know, parsing the query language, um, PyProd for uh, Morcantile, uh, Jinja2 for templates, um, AsyncPG for database connections. You know, really we're, we're standing on the shoulders of all of these other projects. One of the great things about Fast API and one of the big use cases that we had for creating TPG rather than using one of the exi these existing libraries is we want to be able to plug these feature services in and have a much larger set of services uh, that incorporate both the feature services but numerous other custom APIs for our customers or various other things. Um, using Fast API also allows it, us to we don't need to worry about building tools for authentication and security. We don't need to build something that's gonna create open API documentation for TPG um, or validation, um, and we can use the things that already exist with Fast API. Um, there are many libraries you know, that, that do authentication, which you can plug in. You know, we don't do that for you because there's already things that you can grab and assemble together. Um, Fast API also has numerous middleware, so if you want different kinds of compression or you know, inject timing into your requests, um, well, we, we don't have to do that as part of TPG because you can already do that when you're assembling uh, things with uh, Fast API. Um, we started putting a lot of things together, very common. So it was very common for us to want to have a service, um, you know, T-Tyler service for, um, you know, displaying more raster data um, and StackFast API for catalogs. And we kept doing sort of the same pattern over and over again. And so one thing that we've done recently at Development Seed is we've now built, you know, TPG is an individual component uh, that you can use separately, but we've also created EOAPI, which is a kind of an opinionated gathering of numerous other components that, that we've worked on. So P PG Stack, T-Tyler, as well as the plugin for T-Tyler that lets you uh, hit PG Stack directly, um, TPG and Stackfast API. Uh, and EOAPI bundles that all together. Um, if you want to learn more about EOAPI, um, there's a talk at 4.30 that is much more about that overall kind of bundling of all these different tools to make that whole thing much easier so you don't have to go out and kind of put all these things together. It's already done for you. Um, but if you're using uh, TPG, um, if you just have a database and you just want services out of it, it's as easy as pip install TPG, pip inst uh, and Uvicorn, which is just a WSGI um, service. And then you can either use, our, or you could use our Docker image that comes with TPG. And you just need to uh, give it the database credentials and fire it up. And all of your spatial tables that you have in the database are all of a sudden you're gonna have a lovely uh, service to be able to, to look at them. And this is what you end up getting. So 
In addition to providing the GeoJSON output you know, that you normally get from OGC features, there's also templating um, that you can create templates, which there are kind of the default templates that give you this view um, that are pretty plain, but it's, they're Jinja 2 templates. So if you're used to templating, um, you can go in and customize and, and have a user interface around your features API as well as the actual vector tiles and um, feature services, you know, getting that GeoJSON endpoint. Every endpoint in TPG, um, in addition to having a, uh, you know, data endpoints, so JSON or GeoJSON and vector tiles, also has an HTML endpoint um, that you get a nice view. So you can actually just give your database credentials and boom, all of your data, you've got a nice little user interface around it as well as the actual data services. Uh, nice thing that Fast API gives you is you also have kind of your API documentation that you can click through, you can see you know, what things are available at each endpoint um, and your open API documentation will just kind of give you all of that documentation about your data and about how to use it. Uh, the way it works in OGC Features API is you have collections. Think of the collections as uh, maps to your Postgres tables. And then within each collection, you have your items, which are the individual uh, records within the collections. Um, there is some sample data set. If you fire up the Docker image, you know, it has some country borders. It has, you know, some Landsat tile th um, samples. Um, but you get your list of Collections, you can go to the collections endpoint, you can get a nice little table that displays that. Um, you can also get that data as a JSON layout, so if you're trying to inco uh, incorporate uh, into other things, you've got that automatically. Uh, when you go into each collection, you get your links and you know metadata about uh, that data set from what we can extract from uh, the table structure in Postgres, and you also get a handy little viewer that uh, just has a leaflet map that now you can see the countries that were in your table, and what you're actually seeing uh, display here is the vector tile service itself. And so the nice thing is you can get this just basic preview, um, you know, so you can go explore your data and be able to see it uh, immediately. And just showing in the developer tools to show that, uh, you know, what we are seeing here, the blue line that we're seeing in the map is just a vector tile call, an XYZ uh, call that's getting the vector tiles to display that data. And we didn't have to do any configuration, we just had this data sitting in the database and now we can view it. And we can also get a tabular display on our viewer that we can page through. And behind the scenes, that's just grabbing the GeoJSON page by page. So we, we support paging through that data uh, to display your records. And you can see, so we're paging through the data. So we only have 10 records displaying in our little table. And we're only seeing that same subset that matches the paging on the map itself. And in this instance, those features are showing up uh, coming from GeoJSON, not from the vector tiles. 
And so this is what you're, if you just go to the GeoJSON endpoint, um, you're getting your, you know, all you have to do is change the format to GeoJSON and your URL, and it's that same base pattern of base URL, and now you're just getting your GeoJSON output. One of the cool things that we also do is, in addition to exposing any tables or views that you have in your Postgres database, any set returning function, uh, we also allow you to expose. And so you can create procedural functions uh, within Postgres uh, that as long as they have any output that is a set of data, uh, so returning more than one row, um, that will display, uh, allow you display in, as an OGC feature service, as a tile service, uh, and if that set returning function returns a geometry, um, if it doesn't return a geometry, you can still get the tabular data, you can still get, you know, the HTML table of the records, and if it has a geometry, it will return as, you know, the GeoJSON and as the vector tiles as well. And so just, what, the way that it works, because it's any set returning function and at any set returning function uh, that returns geometry for showing on a map, even the standard ST square grid that is part of PostGIS um, can show, will show up in your catalog. And so the square grid function just takes a geometry that are the bounds of the data and it takes a what is your size of the grid cell. Um, and so this is in geographic coordinates, so what we're showing here, um, if you look in the, if you can see in the URL, which I th I'm not so sure kind of how the resolution on these monitors is, but all we're passing is a uh, grid size equals three, uh, bounds equals, and then we're in the URL, we're just passing a WK geometry. Um, and it will take those parameters, they have to be, your. Functions need to be have named parameters um, because we need to map that name to the, the variables. If it's a, if you're only using positional parameters in your procedural function, um, it will not display. But now we have a we are dynamically creating this st square grid. That's not a table. That's not a view in the database. That's a function that is creating that uh, in real time as you're uh, pulling it up. And go for it. Um, so this is just showing, you know, now we have the collection items, we have our uh, countries where th this is coming in as GeoJSON. And, you know, one of the questions is why do you have the difference between being able to use the data as tiles and be able to use the tape, uh, data as GeoJSON? If you're just making a map and displaying, you really want those tiles because it's gonna be much more performant, it's gonna be much faster, you're only downloading the data that you're using at that time because the, the vector tiles are generalized you know, for that display. But this is also, hey, I wanna use this data, I wanna do something with it, I wanna run an analysis in QGIS, you, know, you can connect QGIS to the OGC features API um, or anything else and you actually want to use that data. For using the data, you want GeoJSON. We still, you know, you can display GeoJSON on a map, but, um, you know, something like the Canadian border is going to be pretty dang huge if you were trying to do that, and so definitely not ideal. Um, filtering. 
you can filter the data. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of times you don't just want to see, you know, all of the data that you have in the table, you want to filter it. And so, uh, you can use basic filters that for equality's sake, where it's just the column name equals the value that you want to filter. So in that last example, we had uh, country name equals Canada, and we were able to filter that data. Um, in this instance, we are using a CQL uh, query that is much more complex and the CQL queries, you know, you can have and and ors and parentheses, spatial predicates um, where you're passing in, um, you know, your geometries and GeoJSON uh, that you can do, you know, whatever kind of filters, you know, build up uh, compound filters that you're combining with other things. You know, so in this case, we're just using um, an or filter where we're saying where the uh, population is greater than, you know, I, there's no commas in there, but greater than, like, if you, some place that has a really big population or the area is greater than 100, in this instance, the, you know, it's just 100 um, square degrees because that, you know, the unit of the data. And so you can see we've got, you know, the US, Canada, you know, Brazil, but we're not showing, uh, you know, a number of the, the smaller countries, but you can make, you can, the CQL2 really allows you to make your queries kind of as arbitrarily complex as you want. And those, that filter then applies both to, you know, any features that you're getting returned um, as GeoJSON, but also as the vector tile. So it really allows you to be very dynamic in what you're, you're pulling back. Um, and that's uh, kind of what we have with the stock. As I said, if you want to learn more about sort of that EO API and how you can then integrate the feature services and the vector tile services, you know, along with much more having a big, you know, metadata platform to track all of that thing and different uh, other services, uh, definitely come see Sean Harkins at 4.30. Um, I'm not sure which room uh, that's in, uh, but later today. And thank you all.